Hello, Seasons Podcast listeners. I'm your host, Lauren D. McCoy, and you are in the right place at the right time. Today's topic is love that comes full circle. And guess who's on the show? None other than my mama, y'all. She is gracing us with her presence on Seasons, and you are in for a treat. She has some amazing wisdom that she's going to drop for us. So let's dig in. Welcome to Seasons, everyone. Today you are in for a treat because I have none other than my mother who decided to grace us with her presence on Seasons today and The topic of our discussion will be love that comes full circle. And so I asked her if she would be on our show because one, if you've listened to the previous moments on seasons, you know that my childhood was kind of different than most. And also I told you all that my mom has a very interesting love story. So she's going to tell us about that today. So mom who I call Lucy. Welcome to Seasons. Thank you for having me. Can you tell the people a little bit about yourself before we jump in? Well, my name is Deidre Klein. I go by D. Most people know me by that. Um, I'm 62 years old. I belong to Agape Christian Fellowship where I worship here with my family, my two wonderful children. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, How many grandkids do you have? (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) She looks at me because you don't know because Jared got a lot of kids. Well. She done lost track. Well, I've lost track. I'm not, well, I can't remember right now, but please forgive me, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mom, how did you feel when I gave you or when I asked you to, to be on Seasons to talk about this? Well, I I, I didn't really want to do it because I, I'm a very private person and I, I don't like uh, exposing myself. Right. And so I kept putting it off. She would ask me and I'd say, well you know, I'm sure you can find someone else to fill in and, and do it. And and so finally I just said, well, you know what? I'll do it. So here I am. All right. Well, are you ready to dig into love that comes full circle? Yes, ma'am. I am. All right. So we're going to start with high school. So can you tell me when you first met Oliver, my dad, how old were you? Well, I think I first met Klein uh, when I was about 15 or 16 years old. I think I was about in the ninth grade because at that time, uh, high school wasn't like it is now. Uh, we, we High school, you started, it was in the ninth grade, mm-hmm. from the ninth grade to the 12th grade. Mm-hmm. So I think I was about 15 or 16. Okay, and where'd you go to school at? Uh, oh, I went to school at George Washington High School, which is now, it's a prep school now. So uh, it's it's moved up since 
we were there. And that's in what city? That's in Los Angeles. Los Angeles, California. California. And so what was it about dad that kept you interested? Like, or that you, that even made you, made you want to like him or talk to him? Well, it was really weird because in the beginning, uh, I didn't like him. Um, I didn't like him. Uh, he was very popular and we did not travel in the same circles. We didn't know the same people, none of that. But I think what got me was that he was very persistent. He was like, he, he would just be there. He'd <laughs> pop up and, hey, how you doing? And uh, how's your day going? And I'm, I'm like, oh, well, you know, move on. Okay, yeah, <laughs> my day's good and everything, you know. But he was polite. Even though he was persistent, he was polite. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's kind of what got so me going. So he put the Klein charm on he you. Put the like Klein char Klein he, he put the Klein charm on me. And you fell for it. Eventually, yes, but it so took a while. How long did it take? Like, when did y'all start dating? Oh, I, I can't even tell you. I don't know. It's been so long ago. Some things I... I remember and some things that I don't remember right. exactly how they came about. But, you know, eventually we started talking. We started having lunch together in the quad and uh, we'd sit down and we'd talk and, you know, so, yeah, yeah. So did he, like, officially become your boyfriend while you were in high school still? Yes, he did. He did. He did. So, and then when did he propose? And how, if you remember, how he proposed? Well, he proposed when I graduated from high school, and that was, I graduated in 1977. And uh, you graduated early, right? I graduated early. She I was, was on smart. the principal's list, so I graduated early from high school, but I wanted to, I just took, like, art classes and stuff because I had all my credits mm -hmm. uh, way before the time, so, but I didn't want to stop going to school, so I just, um, you know, stuck around. Like I said, did art class, uh, took all electives and, you know, and stuff just to pass the time. Right. So, um, so then he proposed it, to you when I graduated from high school. We talked about it mm -hmm. because he was, uh, he graduated in 1975. Mm -hmm. And then he went off into the Marine Corps. So, but yeah. You guys got married. We got when married. You graduated from high school. December 24th, Christmas Eve, 1977. Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve is when we got married. Y'all, this is my first time here. The first time. The first time. The first December. time. I like a December wedding. We I got married December 24th, 1977, at my, uh, at, um, where did we get married? We got married at my parents' house. Really? Yeah. Grandmother let you get married there? Yeah. Well, yeah. With much. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with with the, before that, okay. So um, you got you got married when you graduated from high school. So you were probably what seventeen or eighteen? I was I was uh, seventeen or eighteen years old. Uh, when I got married, quite young, mm -hmm. quite young. And 
had you come from a household that set a good example of what marriage looked like? Well, because you're the oldest of three kids. Not, not really. Uh, That's yes and no, because no, no, no. Not but really. your dad was a provider and he was a good father. My dad was a workaholic and he was a very good provider mm-hmm. for me, for and, us rather. And so did you have any idea what a wife was supposed to like, what the what marriage was supposed to look like then at such a young age? Do you feel you were you knew? I knew a little Mm-hmm. Not a lot. Not what I should have known. Mm-hmm. Not what I... No. I didn't know the in-depthness of a marriage, a true marriage. Right. And so when you um, when you told your parents, or did he ask, did he go and ask Papa and Grandmother if, you, if, you could, if he could marry you? Have my hand in marriage. Yes, he did. And my mother told him no. <laughs> Just Straight like off the top. Just like that. No. My and father my father said, Well, and you know, he, he talked with him and everything. He says, Well, if you think you can take care of her and 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 um, be good to her, treat her right, then you have my blessings. Mm-hmm. But my mother was not on board. And why why do you think she was not on board? Well my mom said he was no good. She said, I could look at him and tell he's no good for you. He's he's not going to do right by you. And he was dark. She said, you don't need a dark man. You don't need a dark-skinned man. She said, you need to marry a man that uh, that ha- is fair-complected so that if you have children, uh, they will come out looking decent. This is really how she thought. Right. And the reason why she thought that way, everyone, was because she was raised during slavery time. Like, she she worked in um, the houses and, and took care of, you know, did... The, that's the era that she grew up in, right, Mom? Yes. And so there was a lot of racism, and she still was living in that mindset. Um, and so in her eyes, she thought she was doing something good for you, right? By telling you that. So that you wouldn't have to go through the things that she went through. She went through, yes. Um, And that your children, her grandchildren, wouldn't have to go through those things as well. Because back then, if you were lighter, you were treated better, which is not true. Not this, it's, I mean, you know, in some places it is, but she just wanted us to be, have a better life and not have to deal with the racism. Exactly. Uh, And so, so then she said no, she said, why did you do it anyway? Because it's what I wanted to do. And I was bullheaded. I, uh, I, I wanted to get out of the house because I was really uh, fed up with the way my mom and I uh, got along. We had a lot of differences, as most, I'm sure, a lot of kids do with their moms or their parents. But I was just done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so what made dad think that he was able to take care of you? Because well, like, wait, hold on. My, you, my mom comes from a very, she's very privileged. She didn't come from poverty. So she, when she wanted things, she, they were there for her. You know, she worked, but she was not from a home where, you know, they were living 
paycheck to paycheck. So he had to provide, right? Right. And so what made him think that he was able to handle? Well, Klein was in the military, so he knew he had a stable uh, a stable job, per se. And uh, he knew that, I guess he felt like, well, if he's in the military, he's making a career out of it because that's what he... That's what Klein wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, he felt like I'd be secure as far as being taken care of mm-hmm. financially. Right. Yeah. And so what did his, because he only, he had came from a one-parent home per se. His, he was just him and his mom, right? Or, or no, she was married, right? His mom was married? Oh, yes. At that uh-huh. time? Yes, but she was married. But that wasn't his biological dad. No. It was some... No. It was, but, yeah. um, so what did what did they say in regard to that? Did they like you? Oh, yeah. We got along quite well. Um, I was like... I was part of the family, mm-hmm. you know, way before we got married because mm-hmm. I was over there all the time and uh, we would hang... I'd hang out over there. I mean, we'd go places together. We'd go out to eat and... Yeah. Just everything, everything, mm-hmm. yeah. And so what happened after you got married? So you guys got married in your parents' living room. Do you remember who married you? Uh, yes, Reverend Brown, uh, my pastor of my church that I attended. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I used to, I was a Baptist, mm-hmm. grew up Baptist. And so uh, he... He married uh, Klein and I. And we we didn't have marriage counseling. No, that was my question. <laughs> we didn't get. We didn't have. We weren't counseled or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just, well, you know, he talked to us. But he knew Pastor Brown knew me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't know Klein, but he knew me, and he knew what my, how I felt, my thoughts. I he yeah. was like my second dad. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. And then what happened once you guys got married? So did you, did he have a place for you to live? Did you guys have your own place or? Yeah, we got, he got me an apartment, you know, and we moved in and. In LA still? In, uh uh-huh. We we lived in Baldwin Hills and uh, we, we got, like I said, we got the apartment, we got settled in, and then he had to go back to the base. He had to report to duty. And at Camp at that time, he was stationed in Camp Pendleton, mm-hmm. California. So uh, yeah, we he he had to go back. Right. And so, what did you do while he was gone? Oh, did he come back and forth, or was yes, he like? Yes, he did. He he okay. come he came back and forth as much as he could, mm-hmm. as much as they would allow him, because you know, once you you give the oath, you mm-hmm. you're there. You belong to them. Right. You're their property. So, uh, so what were you doing while he was... I worked. I worked eight hours a day, 40 hours a week. I, I was working. What I went. I was heavily in church. Uh, I was a telephone operator okay. in, in uh, Beverly Hills at this answering service, which I loved a lot, mm-hmm. you know, so... And did a lot of overtime, you know, uh, because I loved to have my lifestyle that right. I was accustomed to. Your suits and shoes and purses. Right, right. So, wait, so you were you were um, one of those switchboard operators, like, uh, old school, where you the would old pull school. the plug out yes, and put and, it into something else? Yes, to... ma'am. That's what I learned on. Wow. Yeah, and I loved it. That's I mean, really awesome. I love that, and 
someone taught me how to do it. I didn't know I didn't know how to do it, but someone taught me how. One of the operators that you know that I worked with, she trained me, and mm-hmm. I did that for for a long, long time, for many years. So before I got into the corporate world, yeah. And so what took place, how long were you all married before things didn't go so well? (laughs) Uh, Well, Klein and I were married. We got married, like I said, December 24th, 1977. We divorced January 15th, 1978. We were only married 22 days. 22 days? And our marriage was annulled. 22 days? 22 days. Wow. Yeah. And, oh my gosh, that's yeah. no time. But we gra- but we dated for two and a half years almost. Right. Maybe three. And so, why did it only last 22 days? Can you take us through what happened? Well, to, well... To my remembrance, of course, I don't remember everything, but of course, like I said, he was in the military. He was gone a lot. He was young. And he was young. He was hot-headed as well. He he had a temper, as did I. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when he'd come home, he'd try and come home on the weekends. Well, when he'd come home, it's like, you know, well, I need you to I, I need you to wash the clothes. I need you to cook me some food and uh, and did you pay these bills? And well, I was like, well, I've worked all week. You're you're coming home asking me to wash your clothes and cook your food and everything. Well, I mean, those are things that <laughs> were supposed to be done as a wife that mm-hmm. that was that was the things that were supposed but you have to understand i was fresh off the boat this was my first my first hurrah right and my mom washed my clothes and my dad cooked the food mm-hmm. so so you didn't have to do that i didn't have to do anything but make up my bed you know and mm-hmm. you know do just do things and so I, I wasn't feeling that. And then he was asking me about my money. Well, <laughs> I, I'm not. I work for this money. Right. So that just shows you how twisted um, my lifestyle was, kind right. of. Well, not necessarily twisted, but your your lifestyles didn't align because he came from something totally different. Oh, his, yeah. his family was not well off and or, you know, they, they, it was a different lifestyle. So merging right. the two, that's why it's important to have marriage counseling and talk about stuff like that right. prior to so that you know what's expected from each other. Right. Um, and so what was there an incident that took place that you were like, I'm out of here. Well, I got tired of him. Uh, again, my immaturity. Mm-hmm. I got tired of him, you know, demanding things of me, uh, telling me what I needed to do. That was another thing. I wasn't good on 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 people giving me orders. 
like telling me what I needed to do or what was required of me. And if I didn't do it, this would happen or that would happen. I wasn't good at that. I, I wasn't good at that because I was my own individual person. I, I, I'm very independent. Uh, if you don't do it, that's fine. I'll do it myself mm-hmm. type mentality, which was wrong. I'm not saying it was right, but that's the way I was at that time. Right. Yeah. And so who said, did, so did you guys, so did you guys fight? Yes, we, we did have physical, yeah, we did have physical, yeah, contact. Like he hit you well, and you hit we, him back? Yeah, we'd fight and, you know, push, shove, slap. Uh, it got, it got really bad sometimes and uh, because of our tempers. Right. So I felt like it was time to depart. It was just, it, it was, it was just time. It was time. Did you go back and tell your mom that he hit you? I went back to my parents and I told my parents that, you know, he was treating me bad and I didn't like it and I wanted to come home. So they said, come on home, baby. You, you, you know, this is your home too. Mm-hmm. You don't have to stay there and take that. So I, I packed up my little stuff, put it in my car and drove home. And what did dad say? I mean, was he there when you left, or did you leave when he wasn't there? Oh, no, I left when he was not there. He was on the base, and I packed up everything Mm -hmm. and left. And when he came, you know, when he came back, well, of course he saw that, you know, the apartment was clean. Right. (laughs) Except for his things, you know. Yeah. And so did was there like infidelity in those 22 days? Was he being faithful or did you not know that? I don't know that. I mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he was a he was a kind of a smooth talker, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if, mm-hmm. it, if it, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And so after the divorce or the annulment, yeah. Did you guys had to did you have to go to court for anything? I mean, I don't really no, know what an annulment. No. Uh, he got a military uh, he went through the military, military to get the, the, the annulment, mm-hmm. so I didn't have to show. Mm-hmm. I just had to sign papers. It was done. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, it happened, actually, it happened so fast, it was like it was never, it was never done. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, it was just boom, 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 and it was done. Mm-hmm. I was free. And so then after the divorce, what did you do? Did you stay at home or did you get your own apartment? Did you date? Uh, so I moved back home with my parents, which was interesting. <laughs> uh, uh, and then I hurried up and got my own place. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, once you move out and then you go back it's not the same right you know because you've been exposed to certain things and uh you have mom and dad's rules that you have to abide by so i wanted like i said i didn't want to be under rules anymore i want i wanted my own i wanted to make my own rules so mm-hmm. i got my own place i didn't i didn't i just worked i became a workaholic Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is it safe to say that dad was your first? Like you never had a boyfriend? You never were intimate I, with anybody? I, I wasn't intimate with anyone. Yes. I was a virgin when I got married. 
uh, he was my first everything. Mm-hmm. He was my first everything. So, Dating, everything. Right. And so you started working all the time, and then uh, did you get married ever again? Yes. I, I didn't date for a while, though. I, I, Like I said, I just poured my myself into working, working. And I had more than one job. Mm-hmm. I had two jobs. Uh, Wait, did you did you ever heal, though? Because, I mean, even if somebody gets slapped around, even if it's once, but obviously it was more than that. No. Did you heal from that? No. I, I just, I think I just tucked it under. I mm-hmm. just tucked it in, sucked it up, and kept moving. Right. Because that's how I was raised. My mom taught me. She says, look, you don't whine and snivel about stuff. If you don't like it, you change it, and you move. You keep moving. Mm-hmm. You don't waddle in. You just keep moving. So I, I really, that's kind of how I grew up, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I just, I just kept moving. Just kept moving. But the hurt was still. But there. the hurt was still there, lying dormant inside of me. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And so, did you take that into another relationship? Oh yes. You always take your. You, you always take, if you don't, I've I, I found through the years that if you do not settle things, you will take them into the next whatever it is you're entering into because you didn't deal with it. You, you, just, you just left it there. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to come up again because you didn't deal with, you didn't deal with it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, but did you ever tell, so you never told your mom about the, did you, you did tell her about how the abuse, right? Did you tell Oh her? yes, I told her. That's why she, she told me, she says, well, do you want me to go over there and do you want me to shoot it? <laughs> she said, because I will, I'll, I'll, I'll take my, this is how my mom was. She, right. she you know, and, um, she carried a gun with her everywhere she went and, <clears throat> you know, she says, do you want me to go over there and take care of him? Because I, I will, because I, I don't, I don't like what he did to you. I don't like him hitting on you and everything. I said, no, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm okay. We don't need to do that, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, but sh- that's how she was. That's just, was that's just the way she was. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, what, what kind of relationship did you get into next? repeating myself over again mm-hmm. got into a relationship that was not healthy and was this a marriage or was it a- it was a marriage okay it was it was a marriage and I can't tell you what year it was or I know who it was but I can't tell you and and it again it did not last very long history repeated itself yeah. because I hadn't dealt with the first right. tragedy right in my life Yes. Mm-hmm. And was there any children in that relationship? No, no kids. Never wanted children. Nothing. I didn't want kids. I didn't like kids. Uh, none of that. Right. None of that. So no, kids weren't on my on my agenda. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. It's only by the grace of God that I'm here today. <laughs> Y'all, only oh, by his grace. Yes, um, yes. And so, okay, so now that's marriage number two. Did that end short or was that a little bit longer? No, it was short. Boom, boom, boom. I was done. What, you, what I, were I was you a looking runner. for? I was looking for a person like my dad. It's not none. My dad was... 
I just, I wanted somebody to treat me like my dad. I wanted to feel like, like my dad made me feel. My dad made me feel like I was the only person in the world and, and whatever I needed or wanted, he would give it to me. Mm-hmm. And he never raised his voice at me. He, w- my dad could just look at me. If I had done something wrong and, and he told me, no, don't do that, baby. I would just start crying and I'd just stop right there, right mm-hmm. there. And I I wouldn't do it. He just had that effect on me. Mm-hmm. My in my eyes, my dad could do no wrong. That's all. My dad just could do no wrong. Right. Yeah. Okay, so then marriage number two goes to goes to trash, right? Mm, yeah. And that adds another notch on the belt of hurt and and unhealing. Yes, right. Yes. So then, what happens after after that relationship? You, I mean, you, obviously, you didn't I, like stop working. Or I anything. continued working. You continued working. Just continued working. Was going to church. Still at you know mm-hmm. going to you know worship. You know, I think. Well, I know that worship was my my outlet. It was mm-hmm. my thing that kept me grounded from just spiraling, yeah. you know, just just going down, you know, it kept me going. If it wasn't for, if it wasn't for worship, serving, I don't know where I'd be. So did you have a strong relationship with God when the, in those two marriages or was it just kind of like you would just go to church? Well, I would go to, I would go to church, but I don't think that I dug in. I I don't think I really was seeking seeking him mm-hmm. the way in which I should have because I believe that if I had I would not be in the situations that I was in. And did these men love Jesus? Did they have a relationship with God? Oh no. Klein was a Jehovah's Witness. Uh, and the other one didn't go at all, period. No. And so did you date a little bit after the second marriage or did you find somebody immediately and jump into a relationship? No, I didn't. I just, I, I just stopped. Mm-hmm. You know, I just stopped and just focused on me. It was all about me. Yeah. So, yeah. And then did you get married ever again or what? Yeah. Who, who came along? Yep. Third time. Yep. It was Lamont. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so <clears throat> if you all haven't listened to the beginning of Seasons podcast at moment one, um, Lamont is my biological father. And so where did you guys meet, Mom? I met Lamont at school, in high school at George Washington High School. Wait, so him and dad went to the same high school? We all went to the same high school, but I but did not. But you weren't in the same circles? No, no. None of you? No. Okay. No. And so was it, well, did you, so then how did you know who he was? Well, Lamont was a football player. Mm-hmm. So he was very, very, very popular. Mm-hmm. The whole school knew the football team. As you know, when you're in high school, everybody knows the football players. Mm-hmm. So that's... That's really how I knew him. I don't remember uh, 
how I met Lamont, mm-hmm. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure he probably could tell you mm-hmm. when how we met because I don't. But I don't remember. I don't remember how we met. I don't remember when we started dating. <clears throat> None of that. I don't remember that part. Do you but, remember? What do you remember? I remember when we got married. Where'd you guys get married at? Like, we got how, mar- or how did he propose first? Do you remember? No. Did y'all didn't do elaborate stuff like that? No, huh? no. That y'all wasn't. was just like, you want to get married? Okay. Yeah, it was like, you want to get, yeah, yeah, you want to get married? Okay, well, let's do that. You now, know? your parents probably liked him because he was a lot light, lighter in complexion. Oh, huh? they loved him to death. Yeah. He could do nothing wrong. Everything... Oh, he was just, he won them over. I mean, my dad liked him. He'd come over and help dad do stuff, daddy do stuff. And he, oh, he just, they loved him to death. Mm. Yeah, he was just perfect. Okay. Yeah. And so, did, obviously, he asked your parents for your hand in marriage. Of course. And they of course. gladly obliged. Uh, of course, Please. they did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, it was just, it was all good. Mm-hmm. It was all good. And what about him made you want to say yes to marriage for the third time? Well, and how old were you? Oh, I don't. Oh, let's see. We got married in 1984, so oh. I, I was still young. Mm-hmm. I was still young, you know, and everything. Uh, when yeah. were you born? I was born in ni- I was born in '59. He was. And we got married in 1984. Oh, so you were so 25 years I old. Was, yeah, I was still you young. Yeah, I was still young, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah. what about him made you want to say, yeah, like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this for the third time? Well, because I really wanted to be married all the time. I, all this time, I wanted to have a, I wanted to be married. I wanted to uh, uh, be like my dad and my, you know have a you know have a, a family a life rather yeah because she didn't want kids i didn't want children but you know <laughs> she I, just wanted the husband and I wife part. A husband and wife part yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah and and so um he he proposed and then did you guys have a church wedding was this a no, different no we we got married in 1984 and we got married in las vegas we went to Las Vegas. He's, we we had this great, brilliant idea. Well, let's go to Las Vegas mm-hmm. and get married. I said, okay, let's do that. Yeah, we yeah, that's a good idea. And so we we hopped off to Las Vegas and got married. Yeah. And did you get along with his family? Oh yes, uh, he, he, yes, we got along very. Yeah, everybody got along good. Mm-hmm. I liked them and they liked me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was Lamont like? Was he charming? I mean, yes, what he did, was. He was very. Was about him he was he very liked? charming. Um, he was caring. He was very protective uh, over me. Uh, if I, you know, I could always call him and, you know, and talk to him or mm-hmm. ask him to come over or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just. Yeah, he was he was very charming. Yes. And so, when did you notice that things weren't going to work out? How long? Well, you mean after we got married? After you got married. Well, I think I finally after after so many. After so many things that 
happened. The red lights came on when he would come home and with with different types of excuses, like uh, he lost his money or he didn't know what happened to it or he thought he would, you know, he would get paid more in his paycheck and Mm -hmm. his paychecks were short. And, you know, after so many times, it began to get kind of old. Yeah. It, it, it really did. And I know that being a grown-up, you know the rent is due and you know the lights have to be paid and the gas has to be run. You know, certain things, you know that you, you know. And come on, you've been working on a job for, he was a security guy, so he was a bouncer. So how, how did you not know what your checks are going to be? I mean, yeah. how does a guy of that caliber lose his money. I mean, come on. Yeah. The average person would have been afraid to even uh, to mess, mess with him them. because right. he was a he was a buff tall tall man. burly guy. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't see anybody taking his money. Well, I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, right. but I couldn't see anybody taking his money not yeah. at that time. Yeah. You know. And do you feel that there was did you? Because it kind of seems like you had a, a trend of men, like they had anger issues, they yes weren't fully Le- forthright. Yeah, but Lamont never hit me. Mm-hmm. He never hit me. He never touched me or anything. He would get angry, mm-hmm. but he would never he would never ever hit me. He never did. All the time I knew him, mm-hmm. he never did that, mm-hmm. and I never touched him. Yeah, I never did that. I wouldn't touch him neither. No. He made you look like a little pea. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Um, And then so what happened? Who decided? Well, how long were y'all together before you were like, this isn't going to work anymore? Because obviously I came along at some point. Yeah, well, we got married in 1984. We divorced in in 1988 of March. So uh, you came along. You you know, when we got married, as soon as we got married... Uh, you, you came along. Okay. So now let's be honest for a minute, mom. You didn't want kids. But that's what I was getting ready to say. Uh, Uh, I, uh, was, I went to the doctor. I was having some problems and I went to the doctor and, and, you know, you know, he told me, you know, what to do, what was wrong, what was going on with my body at that time. And everything and my mom was pressuring me she she says well you know what you know you're getting up in age you know you're no longer 20 19 and all like that mm-hmm. she says you need to think about having some children and i said are you joking me right now <laughs> you know children you know i said no i said i don't i don't want to have children and she says, well, you, you, her and dad, daddy did too. He mm-hmm. says, well, you know what, well, sweetie, you need to, you need to think about that. You want to leave a legacy behind. You want to, you know, and I said, well, daddy, you know, I, but so they kept on at me. Lamont kept kind of, you know, nudging me. And so I finally gave in and said, okay, stopped, got off my birth control and, and you were born. But you weren't happy about it. 
No, I wasn't happy about it, but I, I figured, I came to the conclusion that they, they, they were right. So, and I, I was selfish. I, I'm just, I was a selfish person. I wasn't a nice person. So I was selfish, I have to admit, and I didn't want anything taking anything from me. Mm-hmm. And I knew children, they're needy. They want, they, they want this and they want that, and you have to give up yourself and give to them. I, I, didn't, I didn't want to do that, so. Right. But I did, I, I did. I did, and you were born, and I was so happy when you were born. Mm-hmm. I, you were very spoiled child. You were a very spoiled child. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so uh, I was born in 1985. You guys mm-hmm. got married in 1984, mm-hmm. um, and you divorced in 1988. Mm-hmm. So, what went wrong after I was born? Because obviously, you guys, five, six, seven, you're married for three more years after I was born. Well, ish. I, well, you were married, but I don't think you guys were still together, right? No, we weren't still mm-hmm. together. Um, when did you guys separate after I was born? I think you were about three years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things just got a little rough. He, again, I wasn't where I was, I wasn't at the point in where I should have been with marriage Mm -hmm. and I think it was the added pressure like from having a child right uh, and marriage Mm -hmm. trying to work on that as well with with the excuses and and everything it was it just it was it was just too much for me I think I couldn't handle it Mm -hmm. but even, even in saying that, uh, I, I just I wanted to leave, but I couldn't. I couldn't leave. I. Why do you think that you couldn't? Because the Lord wouldn't let me leave. Mm-hmm. I, I had gotten, you know, more, more, better with my communication with God at that time. Mm-hmm because I asked him to remove some things from me before when I found out I had, you know, I was going to have you. Mm-hmm. So I asked the Lord to change me, to start changing me inside, from the inside out, mm-hmm. because there were a lot of things about me that I didn't want to pass on to you. Yeah. And so I, I just needed that change. Mm-hmm. So I had to dig deeper within myself for the change to occur, of course, with his help, with the Lord's help. So when I wanted to walk out again, I couldn't. The Lord wouldn't let me. He would not release me to walk out. I had to stick it out. It was was time for me to stop running. Mm. I had to stick this one out. Right. Until he gave me the permission to exit. So it was like you were looking for that peace. I was looking for the peace. Yes. And you finally got it. And, and then I you finally left. got the release. And then you went and got your own apartment and whatnot. Yes. And that was after crying out to God. <laughs> I had to really cry out to him, you know, 
I, I, yeah, I had to cry out. And I kept crying out, you know, Lord, if this is, if I've messed up again, please forgive me, but help me to get out of this. Mm -hmm. Because this isn't the life in which I want for myself or for my child. Right. And so how did your parents feel when, when, because they loved him? They were very heartbroken. They, they were just, they were heartbroken. They didn't, they said, are you sure? You know, they kept asking me, are you sure? Are you sure you, this is what you want to do? You know, your track record, you know, they put that up in my face, Mm -hmm. you know, and I said, Yes, I am sure. I said, this is not what I wanted because I wanted to be with the person right. who was the father of my children. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to stay with that person no matter what. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, it was, it was, I think that was the most difficult, um, the most difficult relationship out of all my relationships Lamont was the most difficult mm-hmm. in my in my lifetime. And so if you guys want to go back and listen to episodes one through four, you can get filled in on what took place once she got divorced from my biological dad. And then can you and then we're going to pick up from mom where it was like you remembered about dad again. So we, you and I were living our lives, right? Right. And, uh, and when did, when I, did you meet back up with dad? I started talking to Klein when I, uh, just before you turned five years old, five, mm-hmm. you had just turned five. You had just had your fifth, uh, birthday party, which was wonderful. Life was good. Uh, Everything was going nicely the way I liked it. I was in my word. I I was digging in. I was closer, more. I had a, I felt like I had a good relationship with the Lord at that time. Mm -hmm. I wasn't worried about anything. I had job security, if there is such a thing. Uh, I had it. I had it. Mm -hmm. I was, I was just on the move. I I was good. I was, everything was good. And then did did you reach out to him? Because I remember vaguely some you telling me or hearing something about a dream of some sort. Yes, I. It was it was uh, Christmas time. Mm-hmm. I do remember that because I was sitting in the middle of the floor. I was wrapping presents, you know, Christmas presents. I had shipped you over to your grandma's house because I didn't want you to see your gifts, you know, and everything. So I was sitting in the middle of the floor, wrapping your, up your presents, trying to get them uh, wrapped up before uh, and p- to put under the tree and everything. And all of a sudden, I mean, out of the blue, I wasn't even thinking. I was just thinking about Christmas, you know. I, and all of a sudden, the name Oliver came across my mind. And that man's name had never come up in my mind. Mm. I was done. Mm -hmm. You don't go back to your vomit. Right. Is what I was taught. So I, he was the farthest thing from my mind at that time. But his name came up in my mind. And it was, it was like the voice said, 
you need to call Oliver. And I was wrapping those presents and I I thought I looked around at, in the house because I it was so um it was so plain to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like an audible voice like and I thought oh, something's wrong with me. What <laughs> You know, what's going on here, Lord? I'm not, I don't want no husband. I don't want no man. I had no boyfriend. I wasn't looking for nothing. I didn't want nothing. Mm-hmm. I had you that I was, that was the center of my, of my life. And that's what I was focused on and working and providing a, a good, uh, a good life for you. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't thinking about anything else. And so, I, you know, I shook my head and I kept rapping. I kept rapping. And then, again, the voice said, you need to call Oliver. I said, Lord, what are you doing? What are you saying? He told you, call Oliver. And I said, Lord, I don't want to call that man. I don't want to have anything to do with that man. We didn't end on good terms. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of a lot of animosity there. There's there's lots of things that are not good. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do it. I did not do it. I kept wrapping those presents, and then you came home. <clears throat> Your grandparents brought you home, and, you know, we continued on with our lives. Mm-hmm. It came to me again, not in the same day or anything, but it came to me, mm-hmm. you know, it kept coming. I said, okay, Lord, fine fine. I said, I don't even know how to get in touch with that man. I don't know. Well, my mother and his mother were friends. Hmm. Yeah, go figure that. That's interesting. Yeah, she didn't like her son, but her and, you know, the mothers talked. Mm -hmm. So I called my mother one day and I said, hey, mother, I said, "Uh, how is uh, Gladys doing? That's his mom's name. She said, oh, she's doing good. I talked to her the other day. I said, oh, okay. I said, would you happen to have, would you mind giving me her number? I'd like to call her and, and see how she's doing. She said, oh, yeah, she'd like to hear from you. My mother never, she never knew what I was, you know, she didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell her anything. Right. And so I called his mother, and that's how it began. That's interesting that his mom and grandmother were friends. Yeah, they were friends. Uh, and so, I mean, was he responsive? Uh, well, I tried contact. I, I talked to his mother and I asked his mom how he was doing. And she gave me the bad news. And uh, and then I said, oh, Wait, what was the, bad news? the bad news was he was going through a divorce. He was going through a divorce. Which may not be such bad news, but okay. Right, right. But see, the yeah. Lord is, <laughs> he's something, I tell you. But anyway, um, so I I said, well, do you think he would mind if I called? You, do you think he'd mind if you gave me his telephone number? I'd like to touch bases with him just to see how he's doing. And she said, oh, no. She says, I think he'd like that. <laughs> you know, and I said, oh, okay. So she gave me his phone number where he could be reached at, mm. which was his uncle Floyd's. He was he was down in with his uncle Ohio. Mm-hmm, in Ohio, and because uh, he was trying to clear his head, get his head together, he was mm-hmm. going through that divorce, so it was nasty, you know, and everything with the children and all that. And so uh, 
I called him. He had children. He had children, yes. And uh, I called him. Well, he didn't answer. It went straight to, uh, I left a message. Because there was no cell phones. No, it went to voicemail. and, uh, And so he called me. He called me. He, he gave me a call back. He says, wow, I can't believe it's you. He said, I always ask my mother, how are you doing? What are you doing? What's going on with your in your life? And she, you know, gave, would give me as much as she knew, which, which was, you know, I was married, you know, and working and everything. And he says, I am really surprised to hear from you. He says, uh, immediately, he said, you think we can... Uh, I can visit with you. I can come see you. It's been so long. And I said, "Well, no, no, not, no, not right now." Uh, you know, I said, "I'll let you. I'll, you know, I'll let you know," because <laughs> I wasn't expecting him to say that. Right. And so uh, he was in the military. Still. So still, mm-hmm, yeah. And so he, you know, he would. You know, he we set up something where he could come by one day and visit. Mm-hmm. I made arrangements to not have you there, right? Because I you wasn't one for for flaunting anyone in 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 your presence. I I wouldn't do that. And so uh, he came by. We went and had a cup of coffee or something, you know, or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we did. And um, it took off from there. Uh, it was our first hoorah, and we were just inexperienced. Right. You know, we both had faults. It was not one person's fault. It was both of our faults. Yeah. You know, the blame lies on both people. True. Marriage takes two. True. It doesn't always take two to mess it up, It though. don't take two to mess it up, But, but yes, yes. It takes so. two to keep it going. It takes two to keep it going if you want a good man, if you want a solid marriage. Yeah. And uh, and another thing that really got my attention was he was a saved man, which was no longer Jehovah's Witness. Was or no Jehovah's Witness in living in the world. Mm-hmm. None of that. It was he was totally different. You know, if if a man has a has a has his bank account. And he turns that checkbook over to you with no hesitation and tells you, you can, you can, if you don't, if you need money, you can use his checkbook. You can write a check from his checking account. You better, you better scoop that guy up. (laughs) (laughs) And he loves Jesus. And he loves Jesus. And gives you the check. That is correct. Yes. All right. And that's so what he did. Yeah. Ask him for, well, oh, yeah. Well, ask don't him ask him. His, he ask volunteered. Him for his debit card. He he volunteered. I didn't ask yeah, him. Yeah. He volunteered. He says, "Look, if you need anything, he says, I'm going to leave my checkbook with you." He says, "And you you can go in there and <laughs> and get what you need. If you need something, you you and your and your baby uh feel free to do it." Dad was generous, but dad was he, generous. He, he eventually, he learned to take that checkbook back from he him. He took the she, checkbook. Back. He, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so then, when did you guys decide to get married? How long had you? Because I mean, I didn't know that my mom was dating somebody. I was 
four years old. I didn't know my mom was dating somebody. So well, you were five. You five. had just turned five. Okay. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. So how how did that work? How long did you guys date? Cause I never met the man. Well, I don't know. I, I'm not I, sure. When did you d- get that phone call? It was Christmas time. It was Christmas was five, time. So yeah, uh, that was um, 1986. Yeah, somewhere in there. I'm not sure on my dates with him. Oh, no, it wasn't six. I'm sorry. It was 1988. Uh, it was 1988. And then we came out to here in 1989. So they hadn't been dating We hadn't been that dating long. that long. It no. was like a, maybe a year, maybe. Perhaps, maybe, yes. And then you if guys that, got married yeah. in 19... Uh, when did you guys get married? 1990. 1990. So they yeah. got, it was like a couple years before yeah. you guys yeah. finally committed. Yeah. Uh, so, so how come I never got to meet him until that day at the school when you guys came to get me? Oh, yes. Um, I just had a thing about not having my baby girl interacting with other men. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was just funny like that. You know, I was just in case, I guess I, it was just a safety precaution for me mm-hmm. because if it didn't work out, I didn't want you to be attached. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't want to have to go to jail for trying to kill somebody that was, that was, you know, would think that they had an idea of messing with my daughter. But don't you think it would have been a good idea to let me know about this man and know that we were moving to a whole nother place far, far away before you just showed up with the guy? True that. In a big yellow truck? True that. You're right about that. That's on me, but... Again, I'm I I'm not perfect, protecting. and, and I I thought I was doing the right thing. Right. Yeah, I thought I was doing the right thing. How did he convince you to leave L.A.? I was one. I wanted to leave L.A. a long time ago. Oh. I was done with Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Done. I wanted a new start. It was too much. It was too much history there mm-hmm. for me. So I wanted to start clean. Yeah. I wanted to start fresh. I, I wanted, if you if you must say, I wanted a second chance mm-hmm. uh, at life, a clean slate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was still in the military, right? But he was oh, also yeah. wasn't he working for Greyhound? He was working for Greyhound. Yeah. Bus. Yeah. So. So he moved us up here, and he he came back though, right? He he didn't. What what happened when we came well, to the Central Coast? Well, he, you know what, I I stand corrected. He was not working for Greyhound at that time. He oh. was in the military, mm-hmm. and he was working for CDC at that time. Oh, the correctional facility. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was not. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. my bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we come here. You guys end up. He gets us an apartment, right? Yes. Um, did you start? Did you you started working at yes. Diablo? Was it at Diablo? No, I worked at. Um, Sonic Cable okay. Company, which was a, a cable place here in Slow, mm-hmm. and and um, that's where I was uh, at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we started going to a non-Baptist church. We don't have to name the names. No. Uh, and then <laughs> we we um, then you guys got married, right? Right. So how did 
he convinced you to have a second child because you didn't want a one child. So oh. how did that happen? Oh. I mean, we know how it happened, but, but yeah. you know. <laughs> I know what you mean. Uh, <laughs> with, like I said, Klein was very persistent. Very persistent. Once he latched on to something, uh, he took it to the bank. So it was like nonstop, day after day. Sweetheart, you thought about having a child yet? Yeah, sweetheart. You know, he was just persistent. He, right. He, he was a nag, if I could say and, that. But he already <laughs> had kids, so why did it matter that he had a kid with you? It mattered to him because this was our second time around. Mm-hmm. And the first time was so dramatic. So much drama. Mm-hmm. So he he knew that the this was the Lord bringing us back together full circle right. again. And he wanted something to leave behind for the legacy of the full circle. Mm -hmm. I saw differently. I, one child was enough. You were a handful for me. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't trying to have any more kids. Right. None. But dad wanted more kids. Even though he had some already, he wanted one with us. Yeah. Me and him, you know. So eventually, Jared came. Jared came. Jared came. And then, so how was it like taking on the blended family type thing, dealing with the two mothers of his other children and, and having, you know, me? And then Jared, like, it was a big stretch, I'm sure. How did you handle that? Because it wasn't pretty, I remember. I didn't handle it very well. Um, Dealing with the children's mother, mothers, it was, it was not well at all. It was not good. Did you Nothing. know about them? Like, had he shared those things with oh, you? Oh, yes. He, did he prepare you for the craziness? Yes, he did. He told me about them. He told me what to expect. I just... I just didn't know to what extent that was. Mm-hmm. I was not prepared. Right. I was not prepared. I, I just wasn't prepared. And then the fact that he was in the military, right? Right. In the military reserve at that time. And then he was also a correctional officer. So how did that work out as far as him going overseas and, and you know, you making decisions and, and the kid? Like, how did you handle all that? Because eventually you ended up being a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Um, With, you didn't want that, though. She didn't want that. Uh, being married to a military man... It's not for sissies. Uh, you have to have a tough shell. Mm-hmm. You you really do. Uh, my hat's off to any military wife in in any capacity because uh, there were some lonely nights and a lot of sleepless nights. Um, 
uh, it was times where I just felt like giving up. Uh, why did I do this? Second guessing myself. Um, I could, well, if he's not going to be here, I'm, I feel single. I feel, right. I feel like I don't have a spouse. He's never here, mm-hmm. you know, but I went into it. I went into the relationship with open eyes because I knew military lifestyle. I knew from before mm-hmm. that, hey, he belongs to the government. <laughs> and then when he's not with the government, he belongs to, belongs to he belongs to the uh, to the state. The state, yeah. So, okay, Deidre, you you need to man up, get it together. Mm-hmm. You know, this is how it is. And I couldn't run anymore. I just couldn't run. Right. I, I, I had to stop running. Mm-hmm. I had to put my feet down, plant my feet, and stick it out just to see. I knew it was a God thing. Right. I knew that because uh, the way it happened, the way it went down. So I had to stick it out. Mm-hmm. I had children now. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. And so... You had cancer twice, and then Dad had his illness. And how did that play out in your relationship? Like, what kept the relationship strong throughout those years leading up until his passing? God kept the relationship. Because it wasn't easy. I mean, I'm a witness. No, it I saw wasn't. some things. It wasn't. Not that it was, it was a, a, a messed up relationship. It was a, They had a really good relationship yeah, and set really good examples, yeah. boundaries, goals, all sorts of things. I yeah. grew up in a great household, uh, but it wasn't without trials and tribulations. Right, right. There were, there were a lot of bumps and pebbles in the road, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but God kept our relationship. Yeah. And with God helping, uh, it made it possible for us to thrive as one, yeah. as a couple, mm-hmm. staying in church, staying grounded, staying right. rooted. Klein was a godly man. Uh, he had godly principles. Uh, every he, 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 You really couldn't talk to him without him mentioning yeah. God. Mm-hmm. God, God this, God that, you know, uh, and that's how he was. Mm -hmm. So it helped keep me grounded Yeah. just by being with him Mm -hmm. when I felt like, you know, oh, I'm going to throw up both of my hands and holler. Right. You know, he said, no, babe, we, this is, it's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. We, we can do this. We can get through this. Yeah. And that's, that's what kept, you know, that's what kept us, that's what kept us. Yeah. And yeah. I remember like when you were sick, you know, just him taking off and, and going to, to be with you and, mm. and just the sacrifices that were made all around, um, when, when you were sick those two times and, yeah. um, him taking a little bit of leave from, from work and, right. but then it was kind of like years years and years years went by between her being sick with cancer twice and then him being sick yeah. but to see the roles switch oh, yeah. from you taking care from him taking care of you to you taking care of everything oh, yeah. you know and so how did that how was that because you had been 
it had been this, this certain way for a thousand years and and then all of a sudden it changed wow it was it was crippling it was devastating for me mm-hmm. because Because daddy was a strong man. Mm-hmm. He worked. He, he, he worked, worked, worked hard to provide for his family. And, and to see him not able to move around, run here, run there, all of his adventures mm-hmm. that he went through it was it was devastating it it was like my heart had been snatched out of my chest mm-hmm. and i couldn't do anything about it i i saw the deterioration over the months mm-hmm. i saw it but it it seemed like everything that i tried to do it wasn't enough it just wasn't enough yeah I I and I to this day I ask myself I question myself did I do enough could I have done something else maybe I should have done this or or maybe I should have done that I don't know I I don't know I think ultimately God had a plan you know and there's nothing I think we all did everything that we could, you know. You did over and above the things that that um, needed to take place, you know. And he knew that. We know that. And so that la- those last moments that we got to spend with him, you got to spend with him a little bit more than the rest of us uh, when you were visiting and whatnot. But was it kind of like, did you know that we were going to end up without him. Yes, I did. I I knew. I knew. The Lord showed me. He showed me in a dream that um, there would be all of his family standing around him just the way it was. Hmm. It was like deja vu in that hospital room because I had, the Lord showed me, he says, this is how it's going to look when he passes. Right. And the Lord is, he's faithful. He, that's the way it was. Right. It was, that's just just the way it was. And the day before he passed away, I went down to Fresno Mm -hmm. after church. I remember. I drove down there and I was so proud of myself because, you know, you, you guys know, you guys are my kids. You guys know how I am about driving long distance places by myself, right. not knowing the, the roads and things. I went down. I was happy. <clears throat> I went down and I stayed with him. And I remember when I got to the hospital, uh, Fresno Hospital, uh, all, the, all the nurses and stuff, when they saw me coming, they said, oh, he's down there talking to Dr. Uh, uh, Dr. Smith, I'll just say, mm-hmm. or or he's talking. You know, he was always, you know, 
still, still, even though he was weak, Mm -hmm. he was up trying to walk around and talk to people and talk to people about God and you need to go to church or whatever, you know, and Mm -hmm. we had the best time. We had the best time together. Right. He was coherent. He, 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 he seemed like he was doing good. At first, I thought he was, you know, getting better and everything and seemed like he was and he was in good spirits. Mm-hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. And then, so how did you feel? I mean, I, I've never had to experience this aside from him being my dad, but as a wife, you watched him in his knucklehead days. You watched him... Well, you know, his his transition into being the man that you met the second round. Um, you watched him go through so many highs and lows throughout the time of your marriage. Uh, how long were you guys married for? You got married 1990 to, 1990 to 2018. 2018. So that's what 30. 20, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Don't know. So. But you watched, you know, there's so many things that took place. The love, that's the true definition of love coming full circle because, you know, you experience so much and not very many people have a story like that. Uh, And so watching the doctors pull the tubes out and, and just that whole thing that seemed like a dream to me, a nightmare, uh, what did you, what was going through your head? Since the Lord showed you, I didn't know he had shown you this prior to, but how did, how did you feel? As you can remember, when we had to make the decision for the plugs to be taken out, we went back to the hotel, you and Jared and I went back and we talked about it. Mm-hmm. We discussed it. And we all came to the conclusion that it had to be done. Mm-hmm. At that time, at that point in time, he was in a coma. He got in a coma. He coded and got in a coma. So he was he he was really gone. Gone. Mm-hmm. And it was your anniversary. And it was our Wedding anniversary. anniversary. Our, our, yeah, it was our wedding anniversary. If I if I can, can can remember correctly, you were not on board. You you were saying, well, maybe you know people come out of comas, mom. Right. You know, and maybe just give a. I said no. No. Um, he suffered so long. Mm-hmm. He suffered. Yeah. He really has. I said you guys really. You guys really haven't seen what I've seen. Right. I said, so we're going to just go ahead and we're going to pull the plug the following day, I guess, or whatever mm-hmm. we did. And and um, we did. So after 28 years of marriage, it was over. And how did that, I mean... Just watching it. Because, I mean, what I remember is, you know, it just seemed like it was in slow motion. But you just dropping to the ground and the boys picking you up or holding you. Yeah. You know, and in that, what feeling or thoughts were going through your head? 
what is my life going to be like? Mm-hmm. My future. Lord, I'm ready to go now too. I'm I'm done. I I I have my kids. They're grown up. They have their own lives. They have grand I got my grandkids. I'm I'm done. I'm done. Why wasn't it me first? I always thought I'd go before him. Because he was the active one, you know, he was the one and busy. I was the slower one. I was the calmer. I I could get somewhere and sit in the corner and read a book or whatever. Right. You know. But I knew that this was the Lord's will. This is he has the final say so over our lives. When it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Who are we to to uh, get angry or question him? I guess we could question the Lord, but it doesn't it doesn't mean that he's going to give you an answer. Right. At that time. How I didn't I, I still to this day it's tough for me sometimes because he was my he was my other half. He was my side. Mm-hmm. Um You guys are busy all the time, so you don't really have time you have time for me but you have your lives and I know that and that's the way I wanted it to be I want you guys to you know live your lives with your spouses dig in with your children and do what you need to do to lay the foundation to have a healthy marriage and all those things so I don't I really don't expect you guys to be there for me all the time so I just, it's just, it's just the point of his being absent. But you know what? I have told this, I don't know if I've said this to you, Lauren, but I'm glad he's gone because he's no longer suffering. Mm-hmm. He's no longer suffering. He's all right now. Yeah. He's all right. Yeah. And if anybody... If, if someone asks me the question, do you think he went to heaven with beyond a shadow of a doubt? Yeah, he's he going to be in there. I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. With all my whole heart, yes. He's there. Yeah. He's with the Lord. And guess what? He's better than we are right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And so as we wrap it up, what are less, what's some lessons or some, uh, one thing in particular um, that you learned in that circle, that full circle, that's a complete circle of love created with dad? I learned about unconditional love. Klein always looked for the best in people. Even when they didn't seem so lovable, Mm -hmm. he looked for the good stuff in them. So unconditional love, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, He was always thoughtful about his family, putting them first. Um, He was always caring, maybe with a strong hand, but 
He was caring. He was gentle. He always encouraged us as individuals mm -hmm. to do stuff, to, to, to dig deeper. Don't be afraid. Get out there. Do it. And he loved hard. Mm -hmm. Last but not least, he loved hard. He gave over 100%. Yeah. All the time. Not just sometime. All the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did. And so, Mom, you said you had a scripture that you wanted to end with. Yeah. I would like to end with this scripture. Uh, it's found in Ephesians 5, 22. And this is for married people. All you married folks out there. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. And that's my, that's my scripture that I, I'll leave with the ladies. Can uh, you just maybe unpack that a little bit with letting us know what that means to you, that scripture? Yes. Uh, I feel that if I had gone by this scripture when I first got married, I wouldn't have had to go down that road that I went, that I went down. Mm -hmm. Because submitting is a big word, ladies. It's a very big word, and it's very powerful. Uh, and until you submit, and I'm not saying you have to be a, a rug to be walked on. I'm right. not saying that. I'm talking about a godly man and a godly woman. Mm -hmm. If you submit and humble yourself, it makes the crooked edges smooth. Right. It makes the pathway straight, mm -hmm. straighter. Not saying you're not going to have any problems. No, you right. will. You will have pebbles in the road. But if you humble yourself, even say sorry when it's not, when you don't feel like it's your fault, mm -hmm. and you submit to your husband, and he loves you the way that Christ loved the church, then you you got something going on there. You, you've got something going on. Your marriage will work out. It will work. Yeah. But it takes work. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, thank you, Lucy, for being on Seasons. Uh, thank you all for listening and being on this journey with us of crooked, crooked roads with potholes <laughs> potholes Pebbles? three marriages and Pebbles, yeah. kids all of it uh i appreciate you being on here and i know it wasn't easy for you to be so transparent because she'd be that's not her but um for those of you listening just know that uh god loves you know that you might be worn you might be bruised you might be 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 broken your heart might be broken you might feel broken but know that God has a purpose for your life know that there is healing in him and that if you seek that healing in him he'll handle everything else Amen. you might be all tracked up Amen. but I want you to know that it's important to heal and walk in the purpose that God has for you Amen. until next time see you later I